Well, my goodness and my gracious, welcome to episode 11 of the Breakdown Walls podcast. My goodness, we're actually doing with, another episode. With Working Anchor. Yes, with Working Anchor. It's real. I can't believe it. I'm so happy. Yay. <laughs> oh, man. What an episode this is going to be, too. It is going to be fully loaded with some stuff. There's so much stuff. So I much mean, stuff to talk about. There's so much stuff, which is great. Don't get me wrong. That's freaking great. Uh, and not only that, we have a new, a new T-Blaze voice message. Because T-Blaze is literally the only one who sends voice messages. Well, except for Metabolism that one time. Anyway, uh, a new voice message. And, and, we have an interview this time. Oh, snap. And it's a good one. It's a real good one. You guys are going to love it. It is with the one we mentioned last week. Cello of the audio-described Twitch streams. It's going to be good. It's going to be awesome. All right, so let's let us not waste any time. I say let's let's take this intro. Let's uh, call it an intro. I just did that twice. Uh, but anyway, intro. And, and then by intro, you've been a good intro. Good job, intro. Uh, this, then let's dive right into news. All right, here we are. We are back, and it's time for some gaming news stuff. Some gaming general news you can use. Gaming news you can use. Indeed, I like it. Let's we'll use that forever and ever. Amen. Um, <laughs> all right. So, uh, the primary thing I wanted to bring up is that the the fall gaming season has kicked off, and boy oh boy, I mean, there's there's something that always goes around every year. Uh, some people say that once Madden comes out each year, that is the catalyst. That is the indication that the rest of the, the bunch of yeah. games that are on their way are going to come out now. It like breaks the seal. Yeah, it breaks the seal. Everything else yeah. just kind of comes pouring in. Yeah, I love that. I love that. It breaks the seal on the fall gaming season. Yeah, it absolutely has. But one, one, uh, a couple of highlights I wanted to mention. Are, I, wanted, I wanted to bring up two highlights of uh, games coming out. Well, that actually are out now. Uh, the first one is Control. And I feel like this game deserves a mention because it's a game from Remedy Games, which doesn't actually make a lot of games. You know, They're, they're kind of like Rockstar in that respect, who actually has published their work before. But Remedy doesn't make a lot of games. They, make, they made the, the Max Payne series, they made Alan Wake, and they made Quantum Break. Is there a, and Quantum Break I like it too because a lot of people gave that game. Yeah, a lot of people did. I thought it was really good. I think, I think, so from what I saw, a lot of people gave it crap because of the gameplay, and for us that doesn't matter as much because we can't play the game. Yeah. But but if you if you take that away, you know if the gameplay is bad that that's unfortunate and that sucks. But as people who can't play the game, the story of Quantum Break is. Oh my god! The story like, and and the thing that I like too with uh, with Quantum Break is the things they did with um, voice effects and how like time was being kind of messed with. Oh and the yeah, 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 yeah. They stretched the voice effects. Yeah, showed through and like the way they did like with the effects, it was super cool. Yeah, and especially it was very when trippy. I love especially it. when you froze time when someone was in mid word. It actually, it actually like. 
kept and then, that. And then when so, you unfroze it, it would literally restart it with them saying exactly what they were saying. Yeah, it's great. It, that's so cool. Yeah, that was really well done. The effects in that game are amazing. Um, but now we have Control, which is their latest game. And I don't know much about it yet. I haven't, I haven't listened to like anyone play it yet. Uh, Misty hasn't played it yet, so I don't know much about it. But um, what I do know is you are an agent of the Federal Bureau of Control named Jesse Faden. And you have a weapon called the uh, Service Weapon, which apparently changes into a bunch of other weapons. Um, you're dealing with an enemy called the Hiss which attempts to take over your brain and control you, hence the name Control, I think. I mean, it's, it's one of those names where you think there might be some kind of deeper meaning in there, so, you know. I don't know, maybe there is. But, uh, but that's, that's basically all I know about it. But it's a Remedy game, so I have complete faith it's going to be awesome. I just thought it deserved to mention because Remedy doesn't produce a lot of games, and when they do, they're usually, you know, pretty well received. Yeah. Um, the other one I wanted to mention is Man of Medan. Yes. Um, the company Supermassive Games... It's produced... a horror game, isn't it? It is, it is, yeah. Uh, they're the same producers of the critically acclaimed horror game Until Dawn. Ooh, that's a good and, one. Yeah, yeah. So now, this Man of Medan thing, I wanted to bring attention to it because it's kind of a creature of a different sort. Uh, it is, in my... To, to my knowledge, it's the very first... Uh, horror anthology in video games. <laughs> Ooh. So, basically what this is, is Man of Medan is, is game one of a horror anthology called The Dark Pictures. So if you buy the game, it's actually called The Dark Pictures Man of Medan. Oh, that's what that's about. Okay, yes. I was wondering about that. Yes. Uh, each game will be narrated by a curator of some kind. Who, so so it's, it's like it's kind of like the Twilight Zone. We have one narrator. Oh, cool! Like Twilight yeah. Zone and and uh, uh, what's the name of that show? Yeah, uh, Night Gallery. Night, oh yeah, Night Gallery. I love wow. Night Gallery. Okay, that show Night. is so good. Night Gallery. Um. So yeah, each each game is going to be narrated by this curator, but what makes the game stand out is what makes all the supermassive games stand out. Well, actually, they really only have two. So Until Dawn is their, their flagship product. And what made it stand out is it is a story-driven, choice-driven game that does not allow itself to take the easy way out. And I hate to bring this up, but there's no, there's no better way to, to make this comparison than to bring this up. Um, Telltale Games. I love them. I do. Um, however, they had a tendency to wrap things up the same way in the final ending of the game, regardless of what your choices were. Yeah. Some things would change, you know, over the course of the game, some little things, but ultimately, in Telltale games, mostly they're still the same at the end. Well, Supermassive doesn't, doesn't like that. <laughs> they don't do that. No, 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 no. You can so, straight up lose characters in the middle of by oh, the choices you make. And oh, it's... It, everyone can die. Everyone. And everyone can live. And you can have different combinations of those things. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So if you have a character you don't like, you can kill them you off. You can straight up kill them off. Well, that holds true in Man of Medan. Uh, they have kept that, um, that ideal behind them. And by the way, interesting point here. 
Supermassive Games was inspired to start doing games like this from uh, David Cage's work with games like Heavy Rain and Beyond and, you know, those games. Yep. Um, but I think some people would argue better. better. <laughs> yeah. I say this as someone who loves David Cage's work, okay? But <laughs> his games his games can feel at least from just watching them, it seems like they can be a little bit clunky. Well at, at I times. think I think Heavy Rain definitely was a bit especially because they were trying to get French actors to portray Americans. Um I think it was difficult well, for the ex- actors. That explains know. that explains a lot of why the acting yeah, the acting kind of the was so good. Yeah, why, that's that's why they changed it up in, Jason. in Beyond. Jason, Jason, <laughs> that's why they changed it up in Beyond and, and went to basically went to Hollywood. Oh, uh, got freaking so Ellen good. Page. Beyond was so good. Yeah, so 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 we're both saying David Cage's work is not bad work, but Supermassive is is really innovating in that work, and actually that shows. Speaking of innovations, I want to talk about this too. One of the greatest features of Man of Madame which is apparently going to be in all the Dark Pictures uh, games, is multiplayer. Really? Think about that. Think about that for a second. Multiplayer. So what happens is, um, for every scene, each player takes control of one of the characters and gets to make that character's decisions. Oh, man. So you have two people... You have two people affecting the story at the same time. Oh my god, I just realized what that kind of means. Like That could mean, like, you could... In a way, you could kind of be playing against each other, too. Instead yeah, of, yeah. Oh, like, wow. If one, person is, is cool. if, if one person is trying to escape, you know, from something, you can help them, or you can hinder them, or you can totally oh, that, ignore them. That is so cool. And all, the, all their quick time events, or anything that they have to do, they have to handle that, and you handle your own stuff. And there are scenes where you'll be separated, too. Like you'll you'll be having separate conversations in separate parts of the the ship. Uh, Man, Man, takes place on a on a ship, by the way, uh, a ghost ship, essentially. Um, you'll be in separate parts of the ship, and you're having having different conversations that are affecting the story in ways that you don't know about because you're not that person. Um, there are scenes that you can only see if you play the game two player. Apparently, oh. I don't know what those scenes are, but apparently there there are some that you can only see if you're playing with uh, with two people. Hmm. It's it's insane. It's That's taking cool. the idea of this narrative-based, choice-driven gameplay to the next level. Um, now, when you're, when you're playing solo, they do have what they call relationship stats or uh, different, different traits for the characters. And I, I can't confirm this because nothing that I've found actually confirms this is true, but I think I know what that's for. I think the traits don't matter much unless you're playing solo because I think what happens is the the traits influence what the players what the characters you're not controlling do when you're not controlling them if that makes any sense mm-hmm. so if you're, if you're playing solo you're only playing as one character which means the other characters have to be controlled by the ai so i think they have this trait system in um which you can affect by conversations with those characters so you can kind of steer people in, in certain directions if you want but they have this here so the ai knows how you want the character to, to act essentially Depending like, on how you steer them. So it's like dating sim without dating. Right. It's like dating sim without. Da- it's like dating sim with death. Yay! <laughs> the dating sim of death. The dating sim of death. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, so, Man of Medan. Uh, <laughs> we are weird. Um, yes, so, we are. So, Man of Medan. That's... That, exactly. We, we could not be friends if we're not, we were not exactly the people that we are. So, there you go. Um, so, Man of Medan, the first of an anthology series. And, by the way, another thing I want, I want to point out. As incredible as this game already sounds, to me anyway, uh, with the multiplayer and the choices and the everyone can die and everyone can live and the multiple endings because of that, all that craziness. They're going to release a Dark Pictures game every six months. Whoa. Six months. That, what the heck, whoa. man? <laughs> okay. The, the only way I could see that, like, they must have been working on the whole project for a long time now. Like, the whole thing. Like, they're probably... When they released Man of Medan, they had to have been deep in the other game. That also probably means that they're kind of going off the basic framework, too. So, like, they oh, yeah, worked on the groundwork thing. first, and then... Yeah, yeah and, then, and then it really is more about shooting the scenes. Because they use real actors, by the way. Just like uh, David Cage does now. Yeah. They use real actors. Uh, in fact, <laughs> in fact... Apparently, one six of the characters months, is though. six months. Every six months, there's going to be a new Dark Pictures game. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's unreal. And you know, you know, and it's they haven't boring. said this yet, but you know, when it all comes down to it, there's going to be an anthology at the end, like like a, a all in one box set yeah, of Dark Pictures games. You, you know, there's yeah. going to be. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many they're going to be in that in that set because they haven't they haven't actually said they just said there's going to be one every six months. Five th- wow, that's a lot of years, man. That's 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 two thousand. 500 years. That's a lot. That's a lot of time. Anyway, uh, so fun fact: I did find out one of the characters in Man of Medan is played by the same actor who plays the lead character in Quantum Break. (laughs) Oh wow! Okay, so there you go. So they really do use real actors. I don't know the guy's name, unfortunately, but uh, it's it's apparently that guy. So yeah, every six months, new Dark Pictures game. I'm. That's cool. That's really cool. I mean, I wish we could play them, obviously. I I would love to get in touch with those guys and be like, hey, bros, uh, your style of gameplay would be relatively doable. Um, Because it would be. It wouldn't even be like the hardest game to to make accessible. I I, I feel like a game, I feel like that would um, let itself really well to the Resident Evil 6, like, hold down the button to go to your next type thing. Well, maybe, but I don't know. We need more, more than that because a lot of the game is making narrative choices, like dialogue choices and stuff like that, and then also quick time events. Well, yeah, so, but I mean, that's that stuff is getting easily easier to implement now. Yeah, that stuff is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, just, it, it, look something... at, just look at the game that's coming out on Friday. Right, right, right. I, it's something <laughs> I would love to. Uh, it's something I would love to discuss with them at any rate. So yeah, there's that's the thing. Um, so next thing, let's see. Oh my god, there's so much. There's so much that I could theoretically talk about here. Uh, Madden Twenty with a new game mode. A new mode. Which I haven't new, tried no out one, yet. Freaking no one saw that coming at all. That was uh, such a. I was like, I don't know. Like, oh hi, new mode. Okay. And it's 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 fun to point out. I think that this new mode came out in patch one point one two. So like, usually you expect big new you know things to come out in in in. Uh, Major 1. patches, 5, like or... one point, yeah, one point five, at least one point two. We had one point one zero, which was the uh, big uh, bug improvement, you know, bug fix feature patch um, that had X, X factors for the uh, superstars and stuff like that. But this one point one two comes out, and they're like, oh, 
there's a new game mode. <laughs> Check it out, everyone. Here we. It's like you had no idea this was coming up, but here you go. Here you Remember go. Here's here's something for which in 2019 is surprising because yeah yeah everything, very little is hidden in 2019. Everything gets leaked earlier. Like I would have expected to hear like oh there's a rumor of a new game mode coming to Madden and then you know to it's a new game mode that you know they're yeah yeah so that's yeah. that's pretty incredible but, that they could just keep something like that hidden and. and yeah, and they, they've been working on. They, they say they've been working on it for quite a while, so they kept it hidden for a long time, and now we just have it, and there it is. And I've tried it. Um, it's called Superstar KO, by the way. KO. Um, and I have tried it. KO. Street Fighter reference. Um, you win. <laughs> you win. <laughs> you were going All for right. Street Fighter. Um, so... You ask for Alpha Three. There you go. We we have different Street Fighter preferences. What can I say? <laughs> Uh, so, so Superstar KO is a crazy kind of fast elimination style game where you very, very quickly put together a team. Uh, and it's, it's basically, it gives you a bunch of random choices to start with. Um, and you play against someone online. You can play 1v1, 2v2, or 3v3. And uh, basically... I don't know how it works when it's more than two people playing. I assume that there's turns, like there's actual eliminations and you take turns, but I don't know for sure. So uh, I haven't tried that yet. I tried 1v1. Um, so you, you play against this person and the goal is to score from your 25 or from, the, yeah, from, yeah, from your 25, you have to score. No, from their 25. Sorry. It's, it, they, it's, it's a short field, short field, short field. You have to score from their 25, but you only have one drive to do it. Ooh. And you only have a certain number of plays available to you based on the team you picked. And you can't go for field goals. Oh, you have to. Ooh. You have to go for it. Oh, man. You have to. Um, the, what makes it kind of arcade style fun is that every player who has an X, uh, X Factor trait automatically has that trait active from the beginning. So... It's basically meant to be arcade-style fun where you try to take advantage of mismatches. You try to, you know, you try to learn who the X-Factor players are who have those traits uh, because whatever they do, they'll be really good at it, mm-hmm. you know? They'll be insanely good at it. You know, people have X-Factor traits of, like, passing for 15 extra yards when they throw a pass or mm-hmm. something like that. It's crazy. So um, that's, that's what, what's meant to make it kind of arcade fun. And if, you, if neither of you scores in one drive, you go into a mode called tug of war where each player starts on the 50 yard you start on the 50 yard line and you actually just trade plays back and forth the down system goes away you trade plays back and forth until one of you scores oh wow i know it's crazy so but you like actually you like fun. keep your position between the the plays and you just kind of go yeah until one of you scores you're just going back and forth play to play to play to play to play, to play. <sighs> that's cool yeah, it's 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 really fun. I lost the match that I played, but it, it was still a lot of fun. Oh, by the way, the mode has its yeah, own I was, commentary. Yeah, I was going to ask how the commentary was in that. It's actually all you need in that mode. Oh, that's good. It's more, it's less, it's less uh, broadcast football and What's more going on? Uh, happy announcer DJ. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, he's dropping back for the throw. You know? <laughs> oh man, total NBA yeah. jam, like. 
Kind of, yeah. It's kind of like that, yeah. <laughs> when you play the tutorial, you're going to hear the guy right away. The guy, uh, the guy who commentates the matches also tells you how to, how to play the game in the beginning, so you'll hear him right away when yeah, you first try it. Check this out when the podcast is done. Yeah, so I, I lost my first match, but it's, it's fun enough that I don't really care. And the cool thing about it is you can earn ultimate team stuff by playing this mode. Um, this week, if you earn 10,000 experience in this mode, I don't know. Well, actually, I do know. If you win a match, it's, it's worth about 1,000 experience. So it's not even that much. Huh. It's not even that hard to win 10,000. Um, if you win, uh, sorry, if you earn 10,000 experience in the mode this week, you will get some kind of ultimate team reward. I don't know they what it is. They did not say what the rewards would be. Yeah, yeah, they just, there's going to be a new one that each I'm week, guessing I guess. probably packs some kind of reward. Probably yeah. a pack. Yeah, probably a pack. Which is cool. I think that's neat. Um, oh, also, another mechanic of this thing. So you only pick your uh, random team at first. If you win a game, you have the chance to draft someone else to your team. And you can choose to draft from the opponent you just beat if you win. So you can steal a player from them. If you win. <laughs> if you lose, they can steal a player from you. Um, if your team runs out of players, then and only then do you get to create a new team. But it, it's all done very quickly. Like, you, you know, you go into it, says the draft is beginning in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. You, uh, you pick your offensive player. You pick your defensive player. You pick your, you know, quarterback. You know, you just pick a few players and you're done. Now, I have to ask, do, does that stuff, yes. it rates? Oh, <laughs> yes, it does. Nice. I knew what you were going to ask before you asked it. Nice. It does. Good. Yep. They were ready Very for good. it. Uh, it doesn't, I think, I, well, they were ready for it, but I, I do think it could be improved a little bit because um, it would help a lot if it read the player oh, ratings. Yeah. I was gonna, yeah, the stats and ratings. It doesn't read the player ratings. Uh, it reads the player names. So if you are personally familiar with the players, you can make educated ah. decisions. But it doesn't read everything that maybe it could. Like, I don't personally know who has an X-Factor trait. So, you know, I didn't really choose based on that. I choose on names I, I recognize. I <laughs> um, of something that could very quickly convey that, where, like, if you're going through the menu, like, if it just, like, plays a different sound or something, or maybe even a version when you highlight somebody that has an X-Factor trait? Or do they all have X-Factor traits? Yeah, X-Factor trait? No, they don't all okay. have them. No, that's yeah. the thing. They don't yeah, all have something them. like that would be very helpful. So you just yeah, very quickly certain, scroll. Certain players like, oh, this guy X-Factor. has an X-Factor trait. Yeah, but, yeah, vibration for X-Factor and then at least give us the rating of the player, I think. Would be... I think that'd be or enough. Even, or even like a, like a little ping sound. But yeah, vibration too. <laughs> or like 90 or above, you know? <laughs> you know? 99! Yeah. Like, oh my god! Need this player immediately. Um, yeah. So, yeah. There's a fun that's, little mode. That's in that cool. Now. It's cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else did I want to talk about in gaming news? I think... I think that's all that I had. So, look, do you have anything um, to mention? I know there's a lot that happened this past couple of weeks. And I figure we wouldn't touch on everything that happened because, you know... Your I, weekly podcast. I thought but, about mentioning this whole Zoe Quinn thing, but I think that's kind of beyond the scope of what we want. Uh, what we yeah, want to I get would, into on this podcast. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. If I, I don't think we there. want to necessarily cover politics <laughs> things. 
yeah, I'm not really, I'm not into it. But the whole <laughs> thing is, is, it's a messed up situation. Oh, that's all yeah. I'll say on it. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. All right, well let's uh, let's move forward then. Alrighty. Get on to accessibility news. OMG. <laughs> Alrighty then, it's time for more podcasty goodness with accessibility news. OMG, that's I'm officially calling it accessibility news. OMG for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> uh, first up, something that actually just happened yesterday, I think. Um, the the march rolls on, ladies and gentlemen. Sequence storm just keeps on rolling out patches. Yep, I just it stop. Man, it's it's stop. hard. To, it's hard to not mention Sequence Storm because it's, it's like unstoppable. Because because and I and I uh, you know I offered him some encouragement. I said you know it doesn't matter that people have already finished the game who are blind. You're so still going to be more. There's still there's going to be more. more. There's going to be more, and uh, you're still out there making improvements. And we still you know those are still very much appreciated. It doesn't matter that we already finished it. No matter what, any improvement is still a good thing. It's honestly, it's worth playing again too. It's it's, it it's such a good game that it doesn't even. I've already almost played it yeah. twice, almost. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's 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 pretty freaking great. Um, Sequence storm, bro. Uh, this this latest patch adds a proximity sensor, which is something that we have been uh, yeah, wanting for a while now. Good. And a Doppler effect to things that you can. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Things Thank that you. Can... you. Things you yes. can crash into and other sort of things. Yeah. So you can actually tell when, like, oh, that's behind me now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need you to can bother finally, going after that's, that. And that's great. That is Thank great. Thank you. Because that is that's, that's one of the problems needed. I had. That's one yep. of the problems that I had. I was so scared to let go of boost because well, I might not be all the way past it yet. Uh, you know. But now it's not going to be an issue. Good. I'm actually looking forward to that's trying. That's going to make a lot of those mission, missions a lot easier. Yeah, a lot, a lot more, a lot more reasonable, <laughs> shall we say? Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to trying uh, Project Avian again on, <laughs> on that, with, oh, with that new man. improvement. Yeah, that would give me yeah. a lot of trouble. Yeah, it really did. Well, it it, it gives a it gives from what I've been able to tell, it gives a lot of people a lot of trouble. Like I'm definitely not the only one with Project Avian. Yeah, um, I mean that's not an easy mission. That is a regardless. tough mission. It's tough. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, uh, let's see. Oh, um, GA Conf in other accessibility news. GA Conf, the Game Accessibility Conference, uh, took place in March this year in San Francisco. And they have just recently, this past week, within the last couple days even, uh, they have now made the sessions available to all on their YouTube channel. Which is uh, part of the IG, IGDA, so um, that's worth noting too. Because um, I think it actually is the IGDA's YouTube channel. Now that I think about it, um, but they right. but they are available. They're available on YouTube. If you look for GA Conf uh, 2019, you'll find it. Um, I've already watched one of them, which was really cool. It was uh, a couple of my friends, uh, Jesse Anderson and Steve Saylor, along with someone I haven't met named Megan, who I guess is an uh, art designer, but is also visually impaired, uh, discussing games and accessibility and their favorite games, their least favorite games in front of a bunch of game developers, which is really great because you have to imagine the hilarity that ensued when Steve, who was leading the panel, was like, okay, 
So we're going to bite the Band-Aid off real fast. What are all of your <laughs> least favorite games for accessibility? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone cracked up at that. It was really, it was really well done uh, panel. He, he led it really well. And uh, they all provided some, some really cool insights. And I'm, I'm just glad that the, those uh, sessions continue to, be, uh, to, to go available to everyone. By the way, worth noting, I think, that GAConf has grown significantly since it started. Um, it started in 2017. And when it started, I was, I was one of the first speakers at GAConf. And at the time, it was very small. I mean, it was, it was cool. Believe me, it was, it was the right thing to do. But there was like 100 people there. It definitely um, had that indie feel to it. Oh, yeah, definitely. But now, oh, my goodness, in two years, now we have more than one GA Conf. We have GA Conf Paris. We have GA Conf London. Oh, wow. It's insane. I it's insane. Know that. That's cool. Yeah. Good. And uh, the GA Conf this year had, I believe it was eight sessions throughout the day. The one that I was at, I think, had four, maybe. Three or four with that's impressive. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's grown significantly, and you know, people go to it, and people, you know, it's 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 just wonderful, man. The the whole idea is no, is no, great. Your your you, your favorite phrase is uh, accessibility, accessibility is happening. happening. That's that's yeah, that's the that's my hashtag, bro. Um, and boy is boy is that boy uh, is it ever? Boy is that um, not like obvious and and. A thing that's coming out in, in a couple of days. The thing you're playing tomorrow. I I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I I can actually announce it as the, as the time this podcast is live. So yes, tomorrow I am playing Gears Five. I get to play it a little bit early than the masses do, um, because I was gifted with a review copy from Microsoft, which is super nice of them to do. Um, and since they were super nice enough to do that, I am going to provide them content. So, yep. there'll, be, there'll be stuff happening tomorrow with that. If you watch my streams, make sure you're tuned into that. If you're listening to this later than that, well, then watch the archive. Dang it! Um, <laughs> why weren't you there? Why weren't you there? Hey, you missed it. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was stuff really happened. cool. <laughs> and some things. Some things happened as well. You missed the things, didn't you? So, like, you were late. I, I did miss the things. You only caught the stuff. I only caught the stuff. I was disappointed. <sighs> yeah, yeah. It was pretty disappointing. Not to fire you. Oh, no. <laughs> no. But yeah, that is happening tomorrow. Um, also, I do kind of... Um, well, I would say I hate to brag, but I- I'm kind of geeking out today. Um, so I kind of have to. Uh, <laughs> so anyone who's seen my Twitter timeline recently probably saw that things that I wrote, words that I wrote, have just recently been published... I saw that. That was a really good article. I, I have officially been published. Thank you, by the way. Thank you, by the way. I've officially been published on leading game industry media online publication, gamesindustry.biz. And th- Which is a mainstream site. It's a like mainstream the- site. It's-, it's a mainstream site. And it is no small thing to be published there. Anyone who's listening to this, I want you to know what this means. Like, th- this, is, this is a big, a big moment because. Um, this is not even a site that is typically browsed by mass consumers. I mean, anyone can go there, obviously. But the audience that gamesindustry.biz caters to are game developers, game industry people. 
that's why when you read an article on gamesindustry.biz, you see uh, advertisements for game industry jobs that exist at the moment that are available to you know try to get hired with. Because the the audience that that, that site is catering to is game industry professionals. So to have an article that I wrote published on that site about blind accessibility is a monstrous thing. So I couldn't help oh, but bring huge. it up in the podcast. I Go couldn't read help the it. article. It's awesome. From what, I've, from what I've been told by the guy who edited it for me, um, he told me that it's so far being pretty well received on his social media and stuff like that. So good. That's, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping hopefully it leads can, to something. Awesome. Hopefully it can get some more conversations happening, like uh, as, as already happened with things you've done. Yeah, that's 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 the goal, man. Like that's, and other things you still can't talk about. Yeah, other things I still can't talk. There's things coming up. All right, there's things coming up that you guys don't know about. Not even Sherlock knows about it. Nope. I can't. NDAs, tell you. man. NDAs. NDAs, bro. NDAs. But trust me, it's good to be a gamer right now. <laughs> it's good to be yes. a gamer right. Now. Oh man, um, let's see. Any other topics that I want to talk about? Oh yes. There is. Audio, Audio wizards. wizards. <laughs> 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 Audio wizards. Uh, a game by Tr- uh, My True Sound has just recently been released, and it is good. It Ladies and gentlemen, this is, this is a great, fantastic, casual game. And, the, you know, you might be like, but it's a casual game. No, don't, don't, don't knock it. There's nothing wrong with the casual game here and there. And that's, that's what this is. And I'm okay with putting, putting in that in that classification. Because it, it has a story, but it's not heavy on story. It's, story is there. It's, to very, it's very silly. It does not it's very silly, very and that's fine. But that's fine. You know, it's like, that's the type of game that it is. And that's perfectly okay. The gameplay is challenging and rewarding and super fun. I really had a great time with it. And... It, I think, you know what it kind of reminds me of is like a modernized version of the uh, Chillingham combat system. Kind of, yeah. It kind of is. Yeah. For, you, have well, to, you have to basically choose your weapon and then, you know. I yeah. suppose a lot of people probably don't know what the crap Chillingham <laughs> is. but Oh, yeah, that's right. We're old. Sorry, guys. We are old. <laughs> so let's, let's give them some context then. Chillingham was a game that was released, what, around 2000? I think 2004. Was it 2004? Grizzly Gulch, oh. Grizzly Gulch was 2000. Okay, my bad then. 2004, Chillingham. It was a game. It was an audio game made by Babisoft, and um, it's it's I literally think... for blind and visually impaired. Babisoft itself is is a whole. That could probably be a whole podcast topic in in and of itself for multiple reasons. But it probably could. It probably could. Very um, very interesting. Yeah yeah but. Uh, but they made they made a couple audio games, and they made this game called Chillingham, wherein you explored and fought and did everything with a simple kind of arrow key interface. If you ever played games like Shadowgate and like Uninvited, uh, things like that, it's it's a lot like that. And uh, Snatcher works this way too, or it's like a menu based. Yeah, kind of like uh, point another, and click. Another example uh, to to point people at uh, to, to point the the blind in the audience at a game they might have played, um, the Inquisitor trilogy. Yes, kind of yes. like that. Kind of like that. I except, to... except the Inquisitor doesn't have combat. <laughs> but... Is that is that still work? I heard. Oh that yeah, it, still like, works. No, it still I heard works. that it was like broken and newer. It was iOS broken. Systems. It was broken, but they they fixed it. They fixed it. Okay, good. I wanna, All three of them. I want to actually finish those. 
I haven't finished them either. I, I, I started the third one, but I never finished the third one. <laughs> so that's on me. But, uh, but yeah, everything you did in that game was with the arrow keys, and it was basic movement. And the combat worked, like, like Sterling was saying, just kind of like Audio Wizards did. You chose your weapon with one arrow key, and then you basically told your character where to throw or shoot that weapon by pressing the arrow key where you heard the enemy coming from. So basically it was very similar combat. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a fun game. had a really good story, and, and I, uh, I actually used to love that game. But it's gone now. Anyway. Yeah, you can find it if you search for hard enough. <laughs> well, anyway... One of the one of the great reasons I wanted to bring up um, Audio Wizards isn't just because it's a new release, but it is. I mean, it, it it should be it should get this attention regardless because it's a new release. But I wanted to bring up kind of the history of uh, My True Sound because it wasn't always so bright. No, um, so they released a game called The Golden Gun, which, in concept, Not hold on, received. hold on. It, was, it wasn't received well. It wasn't received well. But in concept, the game was a good idea. Yeah. I like... And I, I wrote this. I wrote a review of the game. And I, and I wrote in the review that I liked where the game was headed in terms of uh, the idea behind, like, quick time events for movement. So you were trying to follow someone through a, a hallway that was twisty and turny. And to keep following them, you had to swipe at the right time if you, if you wanted to turn. But the, the actual following kind of played out like a story. So... It was kind of very quick time event heavy, and I liked that. I thought and there, there was, was like dialogue that would be going on while yeah, you're while you're doing that it. was yeah. that was kind of neat. I like that was that. that was neat. The 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 concepts of the game were good, and I think that they could do a lot with the story with concepts like that. But unfortunately, um, it wasn't very well executed at the time. Um, the voice acting was not not good. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they weren't a lot of the, the people involved were just not native English speakers. Right, right. I think that's yeah. I think that's true. Um, but I also would argue that the voice acting in Audio Wizards is good. What I, here's what I think happened. Here's what I think happened. I think they learned from their mistakes. Well, they, well took... first of all, yes, they absolutely did. They absolutely did, hundred percent. I think though that Gold Gun was an example of a developer that was just starting out trying to make a game beyond their scope at the time. It wasn't Gold Gun their very first yeah. game. Yeah. yeah. They hadn't so. tried anything before that. Anything. So, you know, and, and that's why and, and this, this is one thing they learned, I think, is to step back a little bit first and to make something like Audio Wizards, which is casual, which is, you know, a smaller scope than Gold Gun. God, Gold Gun is going to be an episodic, story-based monster piece. <laughs> you know? Do you remember... Tangent moment for a second. Oh, good. You may, not, you, you may not remember this. You, maybe you do. Do you remember around, I think it might have been 2003, 2004, um, BSC Games announced this... The castle thing? Yes, Castle Quest. Yeah, Castle Quest. I remember Castle Quest. And it was I remember what be, they announced about it. It was basically... I remember the, the one trailer... It was yeah. basically ad, like advertised as like kind of what Skyrim became. Yeah, like, the RPG. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it was going to be a massive monster. open world. All like a, I don't know. I think they even said how many quests they were playing, and it was a massive number. Yeah, and it was just like, and they said you could be you, you could uh, you could farm and you could like craft things. And oh my god, the the ambition, the ambition, and it sounded amazing. 
And they, ma- they made one trailer. Do you remember that? I remember yes, they I made do. one trailer. But, you go ahead with the, go ahead. But, uh, fast forward, you know, a year later and re- complete radio silence. Absolutely nothing. And then, like, I think even, I, I don't remember what the time frame was, but pretty, I think it was maybe about a year, year and a half later. They announced, like, okay, yeah, we, we tried to do way too much. This thing's totally dead in the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's sad, but, the, but that's, that is a great example, though, of a developer kind of reaching beyond their scope. And uh, they, I think they know. very quickly realized, like, oh, we, we, and we, we're trying to do way too much. And keep, keep in mind, too, this was a developer that primarily made arcade Yeah, yeah, type really, games. really never. They've ne- they had never done anything even remotely close to the scope of what they were to, suggesting. To give an example uh, to, that, w- that will fit all of our audience, uh, Trupinum is essentially Basically Space Invaders. Space Invaders. Yep. And that was the type of game that they made before this. And they're like, we're going to make this! And man, we wanted to believe. Like, oh boy. Like, <laughs> okay, we're, we're like like this is like yeah, title like or was it title? I don't know who the hell made Space Invaders. Um, you know, we're oh, we made Space Invaders, and then two years later, uh, we're gonna make Skyrim. <laughs> we're gonna make Skyrim. No, that's yeah. not how it that's works. That's not how it works. No, Quest, uh, games as ambitious as Castle Quest was going to be would be the types of games that would be worked on by like a hundred, a team of like fifty to a hundred people, and this was like two. And then, you know, I mean, a hero's call like wasn't even like a like yeah. one uh, like one percent of the type of crazy scope, ambition of scope that like Castle Quest was advertising. Yeah, and Hero's Call and, and Hero's Call was games. huge. Hero's Call is huge, and it's a great game. It's wonderful, but the ambition of this game we're telling you about Castle Quest was off the chain. I can't. I wish I could remember insane. like the the crazy descriptions that they threw out. They were oh, it, promising the moon with this they were thing. It was, and I think, it was insane. I think they put out a call for voice actors, too. Yes, at, they did. At least one time. And I was like, man. I was, very, I was very tempted to uh, yeah. throw my hat in the ring. I was like, it's really happening. Oh, my God. And then, you know, it's nothing. But, yeah. So, this is an example of a company, my true sound, going back to my true sound, uh, is an example of a company that tried to do something beyond their scope. But instead of folding under the pressure of that, turned it around found out where their scope was and made something great out of it. I think, mm-hmm. I think the, I think the voice acting in, uh, not only the voice acting, but the gameplay in audio wizards is great. And yeah, you might, you might call me on that and say, come on, man, the voice acting for uh soundman isn't great, but you know what? I think it is because it doesn't need to be great at all. <laughs> no. It's exactly because of the what it type of game it is. Because the character is a silly, silly parody of wizards, and I, I, I totally could have seen you playing that character. I could have done like... it. I, I, was, I, I actually. Uh, so I tested for the game before it came out. One of my one of my feedback emails in the email said, "Man, I'm super jealous because I would totally play that wizard if you let me." <laughs> that is your character, like that. I could that do it. I could do it. Character be perfect for you. I would have I would have done the voice a little bit differently. I probably would have done like an over the top Gandalf type of thing, but mm-hmm. um, but you know 
It would have been fun. I would have loved to do it. But don't worry, you might be hearing my voice and some other things. Anyway. Yay! Um, cool. Um, <laughs> so, so audio wizards, if you're, if you're, well, you know what, blind or sighted, if you're listening to this segment, it's because you have at least some passing interest in accessibility and possibly audio games. Why not pick this one up? Give I it mean, a shot. You got joy to want to buy alt frequencies. I did. Day. I did. Yeah. I was like, yeah, all right. Awesome. I wish I, I wish I'd gotten her to want to buy sequence storm, <laughs> <laughs> but I did get I... someone to buy to want to buy sequence storm though, which is really cool. Uh, oh, good. One of the people in Darkside Phil's stream uh, came by mine while I was playing Sequence Storm and now wants to get it. So that's that's cool. Good. Yeah. I thought that was neat. You're selling games. Selling you're, games. You are, a literal, you are a literal influencer now. That's what they... <laughs> okay. Speaking of that, that's, that's kind of a funny story. That's actually what they called me on my badge for E3. So I was expecting... So they, they, have, they have like your name and then your title on your badge. And I was expecting, you know, accessibility consultant. And Misty tells me influencer. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, I am one of those, but I'm, you know, the reason I'm going it's here, not all you are, though. the reason, the reason I'm going to E3 in the first place was to network was to, you know, get the whole accessibility message out there and, and tr- maybe even try to get hired. Um, so I was, I, I felt like I wasn't going there with that hat on. But yeah, no. I guess you know I, I am one of those things too, you know. So it, it works. It doesn't. It, it didn't matter much. But I thought it was fun. Would have been nice to have maybe both accessibility consultant slash influencer slash influencer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but it, it you know it was good. It was it was a good time. I would I would go back again in a heartbeat, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So I think that's all the accessibility news that I have. Um, did you want to bring anything else up, Sherlock, um, that you can think of? No, I can't really think of anything. All right, cool, cool. All right, so then the next thing is the thing that Sherlock hates, and I wish I could. I wish there was like a remedy to this, but there really isn't. That uh, not not unfortunately, uh, the voice message <laughs> is the next thing we have I to don't address. Hate that? What well, you... it's not that you hate the voice message; it's that you hate. It's that you can't oh, hear oh, it. But I can't. I can't. You can, I can't show I, you the voice yeah. message, so I have to kind so of. I have no context. No context. I'm like, oh yeah, this thing. No. <laughs> It's not that you hate the messages themselves, but uh, but the, you, the fact that you can't hear it kind of sucks. I kind of wish I could play it in line with with our recording. You know, that'd be that'd be the ideal situation. But unfortunately, I cannot. So we're gonna go to the voice message, and then I will respond to it, and and then uh, stuff. I guess you know, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll do a response segment, and after that we'll get to our interview. Yeah, but first the message. Hey guys, great job. And I took a break last week. I don't want people to get tired of me coming on here every week. Uh, you guys touched on everything I was going to say about Circus Master. Wouldn't even go there. Uh, I did go follow Cello both on Twitch and on Twitter. I mean, it's always nice when you find people like that or they find you. And I know there'll be any of you coming, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, and just being positive, man. I, I know as far as like accessibility for us in gaming was not even a thought uh, not too long ago. So every time a developer or a company does anything towards that we had to appreciate it and, and just support it um just be positive and better things will come so yeah man. hope you guys are having a good week looking forward to the next week's show keep it up oh man wasn't that message some some really amazing stuff i mean didn't you I, really get a lot of that i mean 
isn't your life changed? I'm so I'm I'm so enlightened now. Now <laughs> life has changed. I'm gonna go out and buy a book. You're gonna do the the Scrooge the Scrooge thing after uh, after uh, Christmas Carol. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> anyway, all right. So that Merry message... Christmas movie house. <laughs> so that message was from our good buddy T Blaze, good buddy of the podcast. Messages all the time on the show. More people need to send voice messages. Though. More people need to send voice messages. Yes, we, we encourage it. If there there has never been more than one Even voice you. message per show. Even you, that guy in the corner who likes to yeah. hang out in his underwear. He yeah, sends guy us in a the voice corner. message. We can't see you. It's fine. We only saw you the one time. Just kidding. Send us a voice message. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, there's never been more than one voice message per show, but I would be perfectly okay if there was. So, you know, send them, guys. Send them. Anyway, so T Blaze had to say. First of all, complimented us, said we did a good job in our first co-host episode, episode 10. Because that's what he was reacting to. Um, he uh, complimented us and said we basically said exactly what he was thinking about Circus Master. Not, not a whole lot of need to talk about that anymore, but yeah. uh, um, that we said what he was thinking about that. But, really cool thing. Um, well, actually, just in general, kind of say we're doing a good job. Blah, blah, blah. That's really cool. Thank you, T-Blaze, for those things. But really cool thing. As a result of our discussion about her beforehand, T-Blaze has already given Cello a follow on hey. Twitter and Twitch. So Good. that's how it works, man. That's let's how we get her, do it. Let's get her affiliated. Let's get her. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's definitely. She deserves to be affiliated. Let's, let's do that, guys. Anyone who listens to the podcast, go follow Cello. And trust me when I say you're going to have enough reason to when we're done with the interview. All right. So. Absolutely. Um. And honestly, that's honestly that's a perfect segue. So thank you, T Blaze, for your message. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, speaking of cello, let's just dive right into the interview, shall we? What do you What do you Indeed. say? Good luck from. Let's talk to a cello. Let's talk to a, a real let's, live cello. Let's not not even like she, a fake one. The, um, the embodiment, one. the embodiment of the of the instrument in human form. Right, right. Who, who also likes to uh, audio describe? So describe. <laughs> it's weird that a cello would like to do that so much. But, yeah. There you go. It works. All right. She's well, a very nice cello. Indeed. <laughs> All righty then, everyone. It is finally time for an interview that we have waited a week to conduct. Thanks, Anchor. Thanks, An- Anchor. is a loser. Okay, Anchor's dumb. Anyway. Uh, Don't uh, insult it too loudly. It might not work again. Right, it's like, Ew, you have lost the call. No. Um, all right. So <laughs> we have with us today, uh, taking some time out of her schedule of just being awesome, the, <laughs> the, one, the one and only Cello herself. Welcome to the podcast. How are you feeling today? Hi, thanks so much for having me. Um, this is great. I just walked in from uh, my second, first day of the semester. Second feeling first good, day? good, feeling powerful. All right. I'll go with that. Second, first day. So it's like... Well, you know, there's a first day for the Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule, and there's a first day oh. for the Tuesday, Thursday schedule. I, I see. Oh, uh, gotcha. That, gotcha. That, makes, that makes more and sense. Was... Monday was a holiday, so Tuesday was the first day. Today is the second I... first day. It's a little... I, I thought it was. I thought it was some kind of like Douglas Adamsian uh, expression. Second, first day. So, that would be bad. 
Time is relative. Lunchtime, doubly so. Yes, there you go. See? See? He knows. He gets it. He gets it. All right. Well, welcome. Uh, We are both really glad to have you on the show. Absolutely. Um, And I wanted to start things off literally just by saying, hey, what made you interested in the idea of accessibility in audio describing your content? I mean, I guess that's one step at a time, but what got you started down the pathway you're on now? Yeah, so... I don't exactly have a, a thing I can pinpoint and say, oh, this is the day that my eyes were opened right? or whatever. I guess that's a bad metaphor, but... Um... No, not at all. No, no, we love it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand. We do, not, um, we do we... not censor ourselves here. No, we sure don't. <laughs> uh, so when I was in, in college, um, I study linguistics, and one of the languages that I chose to study was American Sign Language. Uh-huh. Um, which got me interested in accessibility for the deaf community, um, especially with regards to the way that American Sign Language is treated by hearing people as sort of a a curiosity or a commodity um, rather than a real language that, you know, part of our population uses. Yeah, yeah. And so I got interested in deaf accessibility and how the deaf community is treated and can be better served. And then that eventually led me around to blind accessibility, um, especially following you on Twitter. Uh-huh. Um, and just seeing, like, you know, video games is a thing I'm hugely... <laughs> video games is something I'm, I'm hugely passionate about. And I'm just, like, realizing there's an entire, you know, not small minority of people that just aren't being, you know, allowed to, to access this stuff. And I can do something about that. Especially with the kind of games that you that you yourself play, um, <clears throat> yeah, like, with things like strategy games, you know, yeah. you tackle the yeah, a lot of <laughs> yeah. a lot of strategy and modern role playing games are entirely uh, visual based, where you have to see the map, you have to see your character moving around in in physical space. Yeah, yeah, which you know, it, it would makes it's one of the things that makes what you do all the more intriguing because. The reason I wanted to start off with that question is because, quite honestly, and I've said it to you before, Cello, like in messages and stuff like that, but people like you are rare. Yeah, like, very rarer than, rare. Rarer than we'd like to admit, quite honestly. Um, someone, yeah. who gets, someone who gets into streaming games or producing content for games that is cited is often going to just produce their content, maybe have some commentary, tell some jokes, and that's going to be the end of it. A lot of people don't even consider, you know, even now... A lot of people don't even consider things like closed caption, you know, and how important right, that is. Right. Let alone audio description. At so, the most, they'll yeah, turn on, you know, subtitles like, for a game or whatever and then call it good. Yeah, it's incredible the number of, like, big name games that are still coming out without good subtitles. Yeah, yeah. Which is, like, one of the least amount. It, you know, it feels like a, a tiny amount of work. Although I know that adding good subtitles it's, is very difficult. I, I know, yeah, I know, I know from some experience that I had, like talking to people about this sort of thing, that it is more work than people think that it is. But right. But yes, in in 2019, we have guidelines. We have a bunch of things. We have accessibility co- guidelines that you can download as a game developer and say, oh, this is things that I should check off to say my game is accessible or it's not. You know. <laughs> right. So these things exist in, in you know in this day and age. These resources are out there. But yeah, I see where you're, I see what you're yeah. getting at. Yeah, but, and especially like creating subtitles from a script if you've already written one. Yeah. It's not as much work as, say, writing an audio description track, which has to come from scratch. Right, exactly. Exactly. And, and 
and if you're if you're doing it if you're not doing it live like you are you can kind of script it if you wanted to like you know yeah. I, I i hearken back to netflix and their audio description and audio description in you know in media um that that currently exists i would say that you know all the old time coded you know they're very very specific about what they say and when they say it so right yeah even that even that possesses a certain level of difficulty and a certain there's a certain art form to it but you're doing it okay. live you are literally the second person that we've come across that is yeah and i pointed you at the other one so like that is incredible to me that they're like that this is not more common of a thing no not at all i could not believe when you emailed me that that, like hey there's one person doing this i was like holy holy crap yeah one person and that's that's why we had to be on this show and me and sterlock were in agreement completely I messaged like, him independently. I was already on it. Way ahead of me. I was me. already on way it. Ahead of me. But he was like, we have to have her on the show. I was like, I know that. <laughs> I'm flattered. I'm already with you. I'm already with you on that. Um, all right. So since you're here, uh, give us some insight as to your personal process. So I gave you, I gave you a lot of tips when we first were exchanging emails back and forth about this whole idea. Yeah. And, and that was immensely helpful because I did not know... You know, I had a vague idea of like a uh, description, but, right. but that was about as far as describe it went. stuff, stuff. You know, <laughs> describe the things. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, have you developed now that you have kind of a lot more information, a lot more insight about the whole idea of audio description? Do you have kind of a process now that you use live to describe your content? Um, that's a great question. Uh, the the honest, like brutally honest answer is not really yet. <laughs> cool um because so it's fine yeah that's so like, fine i i will say that i've deliberately chosen the games that i'm working on so far because they are slow paced yeah games yeah. sure that's fair. um that's fair. the the strategy game that i'm playing which is crusader kings 2 is pausable so i can always pause and take time yep. to describe you know an element of the map or read a pop-up window that i'm getting or describe a character or something like that so i'm not having to do the much more you know, next... much more skilled work of fitting description in between lines of a cutscene or what have you. Yeah, that's great because because you know what your next assignment is, Gears of oh, War yeah? Five. Gears no, Five. Yeah. Okay. Next assignment. All right. And All right. You, uh, you, you want to give me a review code to... for that, or uh... <laughs> you're also you're also not allowed to pause. Um, and oh, good. You have, you have to describe cutscenes as they're happening and in real okay. time. Every every bullet you fire, we need to know okay. where the bullet lands. And we also right. need to know what the bullet looked like on the way out of the gun. And we need to know if there's <laughs> okay, any... Okay, uh... so you need to know the trajectory? Right, exactly, exactly. Okay, if there okay. was smoke behind the bullet, that's important. We also you know, need to know if there's okay. any like... monogrammed initials on the bullet. You know, MF, Marcus Phoenix. Well, MP, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we're joking, of course. Or of course serious. we're totally Yeah, kidding. yeah, yeah. This is this is level oh, description you. that we do not require. No, <laughs> absolutely. We not. can learn some things from context. Okay, we will accept yeah. that. You know, if 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 you were playing Gears Five, for instance, we would accept that. Okay, she's shooting at the alien. Okay, got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, you might call out a, a particularly good headshot or something like that. Right, right, exactly. I'm sure not even sighted gamers are are keeping track of where all oh, their no. shots Definitely are landing. No, not, not at all. Not. Like, uh, there's one example I can think of where um, my fiance Misty was calling out when she um, managed to shoot a monster in Doom in midair and knocked it down 
and she was still in midair, and she fell, and while falling, performed the demon head stomp on the demon. And that's incredible. That was one of the coolest things. (laughs) She she still like sees like this is what I'm going to do to my day today. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. She still has the clip. She still uses it. It's great. So um, then, what uh, what can we expect going forward? Do you have plans for future games that you plan to play and to describe? And uh, I have yeah. ideas. So I'm working on Crusader Kings two right now. I've also started, and I'll be going slowly through Return of the Oberdin, which is a mystery game, a puzzle game um, that actually, uh, well, it's one of my favorite games of all time. But it actually caught my attention for audio description because one of the main mechanics is listening to audio-only narration, narrative scenes. Sweet. And trying to piece together what's happening in them. I need to catch up on your your stuff, definitely. Yeah, so I've only done one part of that so far, but I'll probably be doing the next part tomorrow or so. Good. Uh, But there are also more traditional role-playing games that I have in mind. Um, So the Dragon Age series is a particular favorite of mine. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. You have have made our day with this announcement. Oh, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Because Dragon Age... Age Well, now now that I've said it, now that I've said it on air, it's a promise. Now you have to do it, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Dragon Age is a series that's very easy to love, even if you're blind and can't see it, because... um, if you just listen to a little bit of Dragon Age, you you know, like it's got great audio, it's got great voice acting, it's got great music. I have the Dragon Age soundtrack. Yeah, I love yeah. the Dragon Age soundtrack. So that's a wonderful series of soundtracks. Never yeah. never seen the game, but I already know what I can expect in terms of quality. <laughs> so uh, we'll be Chella, there for do those. You, <laughs> do you have? Um, you're primarily PC, right? You don't have any. Uh, yes, I do not have a console. Oh, darn! Because I was going to say, if you had an Xbox. I was going to suggest one of my favorite RPGs, JRPGs of all time, Lost Odyssey. Ooh, I've heard of that I one. Absolutely. I've never had a chance are, are to, sure to see or play it. Are we sure there's not a PC it. port? No, there's not. There's not. Okay. 360, 360 and backwards compatible on Xbox One. So you can oh. probably actually find a 360 for yeah, pretty yeah. cheap. Yeah. I was going to say, 360s are probably pretty easy to but find. But yeah, Lost Odyssey, I, I like it better than... Like it rivals things like Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy VI to me. Like it's that good. That's 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 solid praise. That is solid and bold praise, my friend. <laughs> yeah. So I have no reason to doubt you. But it's it's slow paced enough where I think it would lend itself pretty well to audio description. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. And and honestly, when it comes down to it, I think it's safe to say that if we have the option through you of audio description. We will not care no. if you pause the game no. to describe stuff. <laughs> like if it, if if it's a, if it's a fast paced game, yeah, go ahead and pause it. We right, don't care. Yeah. We we get information when you pause it, so go ahead and pause it. You know, right? Yeah, be, I, be I, not afraid of the faster paced games either. Yeah, my brother is. Yeah, has I wanted done to start myself off slow to practice, but yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah, I think that's a good move. Yeah. I think I think you made the right decision. But I'm just saying, you know, Crusader it's, Kings it's, Two you know, definitely seems good. like the perfect like starting point for that too, where it's just like. There's lots of text, so it's you know easier to keep track of things. I, I yeah, still it is need very much in. a reading game. Yeah. I still need to come in there again and write more fake dialogue that was for funny. the characters in Crusader Kings too. That was amazing. <laughs> I, you should you should keep doing also, that. Also, I, 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 I have to say too, I feel like that game would require relatively little effort to get kind of accessible. Yeah, think, like it's it's almost so, entirely yeah. text based except for the map. 
and even the map like every county is marked with with a name like it feels like and again i have no idea how this stuff works but it feels like it would take a minimal amount of effort yeah i feel like it would take about as much effort as king of dragon pass did because king of dragon pass is is kind of less complex in some ways but it's kind of also similar in other ways yeah um, very very text heavy and that's um, another like sort of uh civilization building rpg isn't yep. it yeah, yeah, it is. And that one is fully accessible on iOS now. Oh, nice. That one, they took a game that was made in the 90s. I was going to say, that's PCs. an old game. Very old, yep. Yeah, yeah. They, 98? And they ported it to iOS. Maybe even older. And when they, when they originally ported it to iOS, it was not accessible either. But the developer took up an interest in accessibility and vowed to make it 100% accessible and actually did it. Oh, wow. So, yeah. <laughs> Good for them. So there you go. And, yeah, and now, and they he built his second game with with accessibility yeah. in mind at the outset so yep very cool better. it actually works better than king of dragon pass does king of dragon pass works fine so you know there you go. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful it's accessibility is just great it's it's a great time to be a gamer right now i've said it before it on is. this show but i'll say it again it really is especially with uh yeah, with people awesome. like you kind of you know leading leading the charge i guess leading the charge you know, in terms of <laughs> making you yeah. see, you see the thing. The thing about uh, not not just me and Sterlock, but the whole community in general is we're not going to stop. And you know that we're very happy with what you're doing. <laughs> just so you know, um, yeah. What you what you don't know, Cello, because you haven't listened. So it, it would be impossible for you to have listened to the show already that you're on because it's not out yet. But this show also contains a voice message from another uh, listener. <clears throat> wherein they let us know that they have already followed you on Twitch and Twitter because of our previous discussion about you. So, boom. Oh, that's so nice. We're making things happen. We were like, let's get her affiliated. So we're working on that. <laughs> well, I, I very much appreciate it. Yeah, as you, as you alluded to there, I am, I am a very small-time content creator, but... I think I, that's, that's I, I think I even said in the last show I was disappointed because I was going to sub to you and I was like, oh, she's not affiliated yeah, yet. You can't, <laughs> and you can't. Wait, we'll we'll fix that. We'll fix that. Um, we'll we'll get we'll you get your there. audience. We'll get you your audience. Um, I think that is all the questions that I have. But Sterlock, I want to definitely open up to you because you know this is your interview too. So if you have any questions that I didn't um, think of, I just wanted to. I don't have any questions, but I I did want to compliment you on how well you describe things and especially off the cuff because you don't use a lot of superlatives like you know you don't go uh um so this guy yeah that's true that's true you're very confident you're very confident in what you're saying and it it definitely you you have a flow yeah it definitely flows very well if you were a rapper you would have <laughs> to quote to quote Parappa, got the got the funky flow, got the got the funky flow. That's right. Yeah, that's something I've definitely been intentionally working on because I used to use a lot of uh, filler words like uh um uh like uh just sort of in my regular speech, and then I noticed that I was doing that on stream and in videos, and like oh oh god, this is annoying. I need to stop. And is that something that occurred to you because you were studying linguistics at the time? Like, is that kind of what brought that, or did you just kind of notice it naturally? I noticed it naturally, just sort of. Okay. I good. mean, nobody loves to listen to their own voice, right? No. And so, well, I, I noticed when I was. <laughs> well, okay. 
I'm sorry. Maybe I'm sorry. you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was something I noticed as I was editing my, you know, listening back to and editing my stuff. I was like, oh man, I need to cut that out. Okay. Well. And I think it also comes from just a, a unhealthily deep familiarity with the game that I'm playing. Oh, oh sure. Uh, you would not want to see my, my Steam hour count. Have you hit a thousand hours? Or are we talking more? Let's see. Let me. Let me I'm, pull I'm up curious. I'm, I'm curious. It's it's close. It's oh, either okay. over it or it's close. Wow. You don't like this game at all, do you? No, no. She must hate it. Clearly, she despises this game. <laughs> it must be the worst game ever created. Oh yeah. That's why she's yeah, it it's, us, it's, it's, just it's terrible. <laughs> Zero out of ten would not recommend. <laughs> Desert bus. 648 logged 648. on Steam. 648. Nice. That's a lot. That, that, doesn't count all, that doesn't count all the time I've played offline, which is significant. So. Okay. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I, you know, I was going to say that it's actually less hours than I've spent in Diablo 3, believe it or not. But mm, if, we're, yeah. if, we're, if we're not counting offline time, uh, then it's probably more. <laughs> Speaking of. Yeah, I think, I think the first... I think the first Dragon Age game I have about five hundred hours in. Nice. I could. I and could that's a role playing game. Yeah. That's a linear, yeah, like right, completable right. game. Mm-hmm. But there's there's a lot of replay value too, as I understand it. So. Oh yeah. yeah. And even like completing one one playthrough, if you're a completionist like like myself, is is a good fifty to sixty hours. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's that's the kind of RPG we really want, man. We want. Something oh yeah. That not only is experience. That, that takes us 50 hours to complete, that, but that you know still has so much content that we haven't seen after one replay that we have to replay it again and again and again. Which was the thing you oh. Uh, oh, yeah. you mentioned in your your game industry article. Yeah, yeah, it's one of it's it's kind of the major focus of that article is you know the fact that um, we don't have these plethora of experiences. Like people people were talking people in the industry and out of the industry are talking about how tired open world games are starting to be, and someone tweeted uh, asking people's opinion on that subject. And I was like, well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know when we have some. Yeah, we have none. Right. We have like, we absolutely have none. none. Yeah, hit so, me up when I can play one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hit me up when I can play. And the guy got back to me. It was actually uh, one of the reporters for GamingIndustry.biz. He got back to me and said, that's a good point. And he messaged me again. He said, in fact, that's such a good point that I'd like to write an article <laughs> about that. <laughs> that's awesome. But that's how that, that's how that came about. But uh, that's really cool. This isn't my interview. What am I doing? <laughs> this is not my interview. Well, anyway, um, I'm, I'm just. Yeah, that also reminds me. I've been wanting to revisit the Assassin's Creed series. Ooh. Another all-time fave. Yeah, man. That that cool. one's cool because that has like so many there all the scenery in that game. Yeah, different. Oh yeah, a lot of different cultural things too. Like really neat yeah. stuff. Just yeah, like man. walking around, you know, medieval Rome or whatever. Yeah, that's that's got to be pretty pretty awesome to to look at as well as listen to. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, uh, I, also a great soundtrack. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely a great soundtrack. Especially, I, I heard some of the Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and that that the music in that game seems very dynamic. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Oh yeah. Um, all right, so Stark, anything else? Uh, I think that's all I had. Because I didn't. I did, one of the things that I thought about asking you is how did you get your start in gaming? But I think that's kind of a played out question. <laughs> like everyone I do have a question. quick answer if you want well, sure. it. Sure, go ahead. What the heck? Why not? Online flash games. Sweet. Oh. Flash flash uh uh tower defense and and uh bad RPGs. 
in the year of our Lord, 2007 or so. That's awesome. That's awesome. Congregate. Right. Congregate for the win. It's Heck congregate. yeah, congregate. Oh boy. You actually know one of these? I don't know any congregate, of them. Congregate, Newgrounds. Uh, Newgrounds oh, is more no. for animation, oh, no. but there, there was some gaming things on yeah. Newgrounds too. All right. All right. Because um, I, I had friends so... that, that in high school that free places like that. Totally. So. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, well, Trello, tell uh, th- this is the part where I leave the floor to you to let the listeners know where they can find out more about you, where they can watch your streams, all that fun stuff. Anything you want to point out here? It's, the floor is yours. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, my handle pretty much everywhere is at CEL10E, which is cello E, uh, in the most difficult possible way to spell. So that's where you can find you me that, on, on Twitter, <laughs> on YouTube, on Twitch. Uh, most places that I could grab that username, I have it. Um, I, uh, like we've said, I stream Crusader Kings 2 primarily, also working on Return of the Overdin. Uh, keep your eyes peeled for anything else, although that's primarily it at the moment. Oh, yes, we will, we will keep our eyes peeled. All of our <laughs> I keep eyes. making eye metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's perfectly fine. You need to know the crowd that you're in. We are the blind people that make blind jokes. You are among friends. Yep, absolutely. We're good. Good. I, I'm, glad, I'm glad that is acceptable. Right. It is. Um, yeah, I All think right. that's about it. Cool. All right. Well, thank you once again for being on the show today. We yeah, definitely thank you so much for having, having me. You're and, more than welcome. And um, thank you for doing what okay. you do. And, and yeah, thanks for that as well. Keep being awesome. That was, that was such a neat surprise. You know, you finding Brandon's stream and it's like, I want to do audio description. Let's do that. There you go. And you, and you Let's just do did it. it. Yeah. And then she did it. Um, hey, so sighted yeah, people, you can just do it. Yeah, you can just do it too. Yeah, check that out. There you go. <laughs> so listeners, check her out, follow her. She's Cello. We're going to go ahead and end this interview, but Sterlock and I are going to record one last outro segment, and we'll get out of here for this podcast. All right. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is it for this episode of the Breakdown Walls podcast. Sterlock, did you have a good time? I had a, I had a very right. good time. That is good. On that is good. What might very well be the longest uh, episode of this? It so may fine. be the longest, yeah. But this, but that, that's kind of a result of not being able to do an episode last week. You know, we kind of expect it to be a long episode this week, so it's okay. It's cool. Um, but also a really good episode. I really enjoyed well, all of the I, I enjoyed the crap out of this episode. Yeah, the interview was great. Content was great. It's, it's a good episode. Next week, I am going to try to have another guest. Sterlock doesn't even know yet who it is, but I will let him know before let you guys know. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I will, I'm going to try to have another guest. We'll see if I can do it. Uh, well, I'm going to test my, uh, my power once again and see if we can pull that off. Um, and test your might. I will test my might. My, I will flex my my connector roll something. I don't know. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm losing it. Um, <laughs> uh, had a really good time. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Please continue to listen to this show. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at SuperBlindMan and Twitch and YouTube. They're all SuperBlindMan. Just follow one of those things. It's fine. Uh, also, another easy link you can share with your friends for the podcast, breakdownwalls.net slash podcast. To, to share uh, the test, if, if you ask me. Uh, Sherlock, what about you? I am everywhere as Sterlock, S-T-I-R-L-O-C-K. Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, uh, other things, I don't know. Um, 
there may be some account somewhere. Just, he's maybe. Not I don't know. Um, MySpace.com slash Sterla. You know, I don't even remember. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. God, MySpace. Jeez. <laughs> Friendster.com. Oh, oh my god, Friendster. Um, yeah, so quick plug. Um, either later tonight or tomorrow night, I'm going to be streaming a completely blind haha Ha-ha. Uh, playthrough of uh, Dragon's Crown because why not hey, I like yeah. them ups and we'll see what what we can make happen definitely definitely I will look oh there you go alright alright check it out guys uh, I'm going to go and close this thing out listening and have a wonderful day keep being awesome guys <laughs> <laughs>